So what the fuck is this? No, so basically we're just, we're having on people that we, we find interesting or that we think are creative and talented, and we're just talking to you about your experiences living in LA, or Sweet. how long you've been here, or whatever. Okay, right. So you are the subject matter, for better, or for, uh... Lack of a better term? Yeah, I guess. What you're trying to say? Yeah. yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Oh, I thought you were saying for better or for worse. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, Danny, do you want to, um, so we met because you are in improv class with Matt, who I... Took 101 with. Yeah. You are in 201 at UCB, Upright yeah. Citizens Brigade. Um, but you're also doing improv at Groundlings? Uh, at Second City. Second actually. City, sorry. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. You uh, just cool. got on a team, right? Yeah, within the last couple of weeks, I got cast on a team there. Um, we still don't have a name yet, but there are a few contenders that are looking pretty good. What, what are they? Um, one of them is Dazzle. Okay. All capital letters and just D A Z L. Oh. Um, it's kind of like your band's name. Yeah, Glamour. Glamour. G L M R. You can't Ooh, steal that. G-L-M-R. It's already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we went one more vowel than you guys. Like <laughs> we were on Wheel of Fortune and we we weren't skimping. <laughs> um, uh, and then and then like uh, what's another one? Uh, Miracle. Same thing. No. 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 no Miracle just just like like the Madonna kind of treatment, like one word and it says it all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but anyways, we don't have a name yet. We're working on it and we'll be performing at second city pretty soon though. That's exciting. Yeah. What was the process like to get on a team? Well, they have auditions semi-regularly. I don't know exactly what their schedule is there. Um, but they've had a couple auditions since the beginning of the year. I think that they added an extra one due to the closure of IO. Oh yeah. What's to- IO? IO is Improv Olympics. Oh no, that's not what it stands. That's not for. what it stands well, for. Well, it's what Betsy it did stand for. That's what what? That's what it did stand for. Then they changed. They it? got sued by the Olympics. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. I heard for about real? that. Yeah, yeah. It's they were like, garbage. you can't steal that. They word. got taken to small claims court. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I have no <laughs> idea, but it really it infuriates me. I mean, I have yeah, that's lame. I have no love for like big IO as like an institution anymore because of the way things went down with IO West closing down but it infuriates me that they got sued by the Olympics. Yeah, that's dumb. Because A, like the Olympics as a thing is like an ancient institution. You mm-hmm. know, I feel like it sort of belongs to us all. But yeah. But then for this international organization also to just be so petty <laughs> as to like sue an improv theater. Yeah, that's um, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're just making themselves look bad. Yeah. Well, they don't they have two locations, Io? It's in L.A. and then Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, Chicago's the motherland. Yeah, so th- they just closed the one in L.A., mm-hmm. and the one in Chicago's still going. Yes. Yeah. Are you so. from Chicago? I'm not from Chicago, but I did live there for a year. Oh, um, really? Just yeah. to do improv? No, I didn't even do improv while I was there. I only really got into improv after I moved to L.A. Oh. Um, I moved to Chicago out of college. Because I had a lot of friends who I studied with who decided to go to Chicago rather than New York City. Mm. Um, I was a theater and creative writing major, and a bunch of my theater homies were like, let's go to Chicago, because that seems like less pressure uh, yeah. and less expensive. <laughs> seems more doable. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I went there with them, and I did a little bit of theater. Like, we put up a show of, uh, of like, 
one act that I wrote, um, that I wrote most of, and there were some other um, one acts that folks contributed. Um, but then the winter was really rough because I'm from California. Oh, oh really? Okay. What part? Oh, yeah, Bay Area. You told me that. Yeah, 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 Bay Area. Yeah. I'm from <laughs> San Jose. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The winters are different. It's it's despicable. <laughs> yes, like, it's it's rough. I can't attest to this. I, I know people that live in Chicago. Matt has actually said that he was. Wait, yeah, he, he lived in Chicago. He lived in Chicago for a long time. So right? did Jackie. Fucking yeah. everybody. Yeah. 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 For yeah. some reason. Yeah. yeah. Seems like the that place. is a hub for improv for sure. That's oh, where sure. that's because that's where a lot of it was born. Like the East UC, Coast. E, what? East Coast in general. That's like, not the East Coast, isn't it? In the Chicago? middle. Chicago. Yeah. Chicago, I mean, I it's would kind of call the Chicago middle. the Midwest. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I don't know anything then. Yeah. <laughs> Continue on. It's in, it's in uh, central time. Oh, yeah. okay. So it is more the middle yeah. of the country, I think. Yeah, when I was in Ohio, that's where I went to college, mm-hmm. I felt like that was kind of borderline because that was in eastern time. And then you go over like a state to Indiana and then, you're in, yeah, and then you're in central, <laughs> then you're in yeah. central time. So I feel like that might be the boundary gotcha. because like people would sort of treat Ohio like it was the East coast, but it feels very Midwest. I'm just an ignorant person from California that assumes <laughs> that Chicago and New York are all the same yeah. thing. It's like, if it's East of California, it's, it's East. east. <laughs> like, exactly. It's either yeah. a flyover state or Las it's like Vegas, East coast. East coast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so yeah. far away. Yeah. No, I feel uh, you. Well, I did uh, I did a little bit of research um, just to get a general idea of what uh, you've worked on. I was looking at your notebook, I know. and I was like, what is that first word? Danny and now I see an that underline. it's crows. That says crow. I got to even remember <laughs> I thought that said curious. That, it I thought says, it said crowns, and I was like, are you going to ask me about my dental history? Or like, what's yeah, going that's, on? Yeah, it's a dental podcast. Nice. Just like, what, what's your general history? <laughs> I forget why I wrote crows. I w- must have watched. It's something. because I love crows. Yeah, I think you, you mentioned I love that. Crows. Yeah, and I was like, what? Yeah. Why? Well, I posted a video recently. You might have seen that on my Facebook. That, where that's I was where just I like, found most of the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love crows. You might already know this about me. Yeah, the birds, right? The birds. Yeah, the birds. The birds. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay, just, yeah, in, that, um, just in what's, case. What's the other kind of crows? No, just in case it was like a movie or like oh, an okay. improv group or a band or, or something. Band? Yeah. yeah, I do also really like the counting crows. Oh, who doesn't? Yeah. Who doesn't? So yeah. why crow why? Why crows? Um Well, I'm a nerd and I like learning about things and mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot to know about crows because crows are very intelligent birds themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, that video that I posted was all about how like they can solve like multi-step puzzles in order to get food. Oh, like they understand Archimedes principle <gasps> of like um, displacement of liquid. So if you have like a test tube of water and a crow is like really thirsty and the water levels down here, so they can't reach their beak they down there, stuff in they it. put stones in it to raise the water level. And it's just like, they're super, super bright, you know, they're smart animals. And they're, they're also like communalistic. Like, they they travel in small family units, and they can, like, recognize one another and communicate with one another and work together to fight off predators. When I lived in Portland, I lived in Portland for a year, um, numerous times I would see crows, like, three crows flying at a hawk to, like, get it to peace out because they're like, yo, stay away from our... We got a gang. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, this is our turf, Holmes. Like, I don't know if you heard. Um, (laughs) 
Well, that's fascinating. That yeah, is really fascinating. That. I I just assumed that all birds were of the same intelligence level, like pigeons and crows and like whatever birds. the other chickens, ones. All yeah. of them. Not yeah. Chickens. <laughs> Not, chickens. Not chickens. Excuse me. <laughs> They're of a different breed. Chickens are all the ones that dumb actually fly. Yeah, you know, dumb yeah. but mal- yeah, we've talked about them before. Anyway, <laughs> so what I I mean, the main thing that you're working on right now, yes, uh, besides improv stuff, mm-hmm. is your Who Done It show. Yes, yeah, which yeah. I'm so excited about. You, I can't even tell you. It's uh, you want to explain it? Yeah. So I've been making this show for. Well, I've been working on it for a couple of months now, and we've been broadcasting for about a month now. Um, it's called What Happened Last Night, The Who Done It Show. Um, and it's a game where we play social deduction games, so far primarily One Night Ultimate Werewolf, which you, if you haven't heard of it, it is like Mafia, which you may have heard of from being um, someone who went to summer camp or uh, <laughs> just regular old werewolf, which is the same thing as Mafia. Basically, people get assigned roles in yeah. secret. I played this game with these homies, so they know what's up. Um, we know what's up, but they, no one yeah. else does. No, no, no. I wouldn't say we know what's up. I was watching going, how? Who, nobody knows what it. they're doing. Right, right, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's so it's not a board game at all, but it's sort of of the of the nature of that yeah, type of game. Yeah, right? it's a tabletop game yeah, to yeah, use yeah. the more inclusive term. I'm okay. I'm deep in tabletop gaming culture, and I still mm-hmm. call most of them board games, anyways. Um, Just because it's easier. Yeah, right. Because like, if would you, you like to play a tabletop game? <laughs> a what? Don't touch me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, One Night Ultimate Werewolf, super fun. There's, like, an app that plays and tells you what to do, and it's got this cool, creepy voice, like, everyone, close your eyes. It is very yeah. hip- hypnotic. Yeah. It reminded I was me watching. of World of Warcraft for some reason, that voice. Ooh, World yeah, of Warcraft. That voice, yeah. Were you were you deep in World of Warcraft? I was deep in World of Warcraft uh-huh. when I was, like, 16, 17. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew a guy at college who, like, invented techniques for dueling in like world of warcraft like he really? was famous like in strategies the, yeah like oh, like weird. he he was the guy like there were there were methods of like fighting in world of warcraft that were named after him because no he was the one wow. who originated them yeah that's i don't i don't know what his like tag if you're, was if you're gonna be pro- proficient in something get it named after you <laughs> yeah that's pretty rad yeah for sure yeah he, he was super chill though um, same as Walter, and he was like this short, like very light skinned black dude with like like a very like a a beard that said I am so mellow, you know. <laughs> like it was it was clean cut, but like he, he was he was rad. I took like a creative writing class with him. Nice, yeah, nice. He's he's not into World of Warcraft anymore. Oh, that's kind of yeah. sad. People yeah. get out and don't go back. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they move on to different games and that yeah, kind of stuff. sort of, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but your Who Done It show? What I have a few questions yeah. because I why? What are you no, doing? No, no, no. Like I, I totally get the. It's very similar. I would compare it to like watching people play video games. Totally, it's yeah. like it's sort of the same thing. You get to know the people. You enjoy their camaraderie and their yeah. banter and stuff. Yeah. But my issue with it is the quality and the uh, there are some technical issues oh, yeah. going on that I was For like sure. I'm I'm trying to watch it and there are things that are happening that is making it difficult. Yeah. Like what? Um, like at the beginning <laughs> of the video um, yeah, there's like an eerie song. It, it just starts going. There's no yeah. title card. There's no introduction. It's just like there's eerie music and then pictures of people and I'm like okay these are the players but then the music stops and the Pictures keep rolling, and I'm like, 
Okay, so mm-hmm. I skipped ahead, and then mm-hmm. we were in the game, and then there's like two hosts, and then people. Were you were you watching an archived video? Or were you catching it live? I was doing an archived video. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, and yeah. then um, there was like the like you guys are sort of hosting yeah the show yeah um. And then also that girl's microphone. I was like, I can't listen to her because it's such. It was like, well, that's rude. Yeah. No. The the first. No, the episode. microphone wasn't working, so I was oh. like, literally, I cannot hear her. Oh, yeah. you gotta fix that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So gotcha. just a couple of technical things totally. that need to be ironed out. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. I'm so pumped about it, and I would love to come on and co-host it yeah. because it's such a rad idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the other thing is, I don't know who's playing. I would like you kind of go into that, but it kind. It, mm-hmm. it took too long to Sorry. figure out who these people were. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's you gotta you know, liven it up a little bit. Totally, totally. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there are like a bunch of technical difficulties that we're running into. Where like I've got a MacBook Pro. And Is that, that what you're recording on? Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. But like, no. I plug. Everything. All of these USB devices, like, right into it. And I've got, like, USB hubs on USB hubs and stuff. And I don't have, like, this nice, like, mixing technology. It's just from oh. Amazon.com, bro. Mm, I should investigate this website. You call it what? Amazon? <laughs> Amazon.com. Have you heard of it? Oh, yeah. So that website where you can watch Vikings? <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. what I use it for. Um, you can buy dildos and watch Vikings. Mm, yes, yes. Two things I do often. Um <laughs> Often in tandem as well. It's like, wow, this is this, this is a hot episode of Vikings. Everything. I need a, I need another dildo. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, back to uh, your your show. Yeah. So the format. So like, we play this game, One Night Ultimate Werewolf, and we do it sort of in my like a world poker tour format, mm. where like we've got the game going, and then we've got commentators who sort of. I'm one of them who uh, communicate to the audience like, ah, you know, this guy's bluffing right now. We'll see how that plays out for them. Um, and we sort of uh, display the information as well. Like the, the, yeah. The other thing I was going to, did you, I don't, I don't think I caught it. Did you show the mm-hmm. audience who had what before they started playing? I don't think you did. Okay. How many um, cameras do you have on this? We've got two cameras. Yeah. When I try to plug in more cameras, it doesn't work oh, sure. because it it runs into like the universal serial bus like hardware limitations. Oh, yeah. Um, Which, for those of you who don't know, is USB. USB <laughs> universal serial bus. Oh, I did not. Know I, that. I I deliberately set it longer so that it would sound like I knew more. Um, <laughs> it's a good tactic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very good tactic. I use it all the time. Yeah. Anyway, let's continue. Yeah. And so we have like a few different views where one is just like on the hosts, one is on the players, and then another one is sort of like a split screen where we've got the players up here, we got the host down here, and we've got all the players' names and the roles that they have and like what switches have been made. So it'll show like they started as the werewolf, but then they became the robber, and then the troublemaker made them the mason, something like that. Yeah, Um, that game was like really interesting because it was like I, first of all, like you, when you play it, you're just like you. Everyone starts with your eyes closed, right? Yeah. So you like block your eyes, and then like yeah. the, the phone tells you what to mm-hmm, do, and mm-hmm. then like there's like one or two player roles that like you switch around. Right. People are moving cards stuff. around. Yeah. yeah people yeah. are looking at other people's yeah. cards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, a lot, yeah. It was a lot of fun, dude. It's it's so rad because like you're just trying to figure out what the hell happened so that you can like at the end of the night vote on somebody to kill. And yeah. all of the villagers are trying to kill the werewolves, and the werewolves are just trying not to get killed. Right. Um, and so 
our players, our players are a bunch of goofballs. They're a lot of fun. Um, one of the guys, uh, Curtis, is a buddy of mine from college. He doesn't give a shit about the game. Like he's he's just around to, to fuck like with fuck with everybody. That's what Noah was doing the other night. He, yeah, yeah. I was just like, do you know what you're doing? And he was like, I'm just saying shit. Yeah, like, yeah, I have yeah, no yeah. idea. Is it the same players on your show every time? Um, we have five like. Um, regular players, okay. and then we bring on like a rotating selection of guests. And then if a player's like out of town, last week uh, my buddy Dave Hill ha- was home visiting his family uh, for some important reason, mm-hmm. um, and so we had somebody subbing in for him, and that's that's how it goes. Mm. Um, and, and you're streaming yeah. on Twitch, right? We're streaming on Twitch at Twitch.tv/slash Whodunit Show, and on YouTube Live at. Um, YouTube.com slash Catrific Plays. Oh, yeah, because it's on her yeah. YouTube. Yeah. Which is another confusing thing. It I it took me a little bit to find the video on YouTube because I typed in mm, what happened last mm-hmm. night. There's so many videos called that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. If you look it up, there's like uh-huh. weird music videos and yeah, sex yeah, yeah. things. And you're just like, oh, this is not what I was looking Ugh, for. So I'm then I had here. to type. So then I think I it took me to the Facebook, which took me back to YouTube. Uh-huh. So... Uh, and on her channel, I was like, oh, now I'm at a YouTuber's yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. but she doesn't have, there's no like logo to even really identify it. Right, right, right. So, you know, making it a little bit more accessible totally. definitely helps as well. Yeah, yeah. She's she's like a YouTube celebrity and like her main channel has like 700,000 followers or something like that. And she's having us use this old sort of like ancillary channel uh, that she used for like doing live streaming of video games for a while, but hasn't used for a, a, a bit. But mm-hmm. what, what's her name? Her name is Cat um, Valdez, and her handle online is Catrific. Um, and she. Uh, How did you meet her? I met her. Oh, it's kind of funny. So like before I moved down to LA, I was meeting up with somebody. Like somebody said, "Oh, Danny, you're moving to LA to be an actor. Like, here's a friend of mine who's an actor. Like, you guys should hang out. You should grab coffee or something." And we went to grab coffee up in NoHo. At, I think it's called Republic of Pie. Um, sure. Yeah. And we were sitting down, we were enjoying our pie and our tea and whatnot. <laughs> um, and at that time, I was a data scientist and I was looking for work as a data scientist down here to support myself because you I look thought, like you'd be a fucking data scientist. Mm, these glasses, of course yeah. I do. <laughs> um, Is data scientist like data entry? Uh, data, I've done data entry, but they're pretty different. Da- oh, okay. I da- don't know what a data scientist yeah. is. Data entry is like, I've got a bunch of files and you want them on the computer now, so I will sit down and type them in. And a data oh. scientist is more like your website or your service or your app or whatever has been collecting a carp ton of data. Um, and you, you, you want to know stuff about it. And not only that, but you want to begin to predict your like consumers' behaviors and whatnot. Oh, okay. You go to a data scientist. They do like... They use machine learning algorithms yeah. to like gather information and conduct experiments and stuff okay. in order cool. to yeah it's, it's it's all that sketchy um, Cambridge Analytica stuff right, right. Um, which is why like when that was all going down and everyone was like that's it I'm off of Facebook I'm like you you didn't know you didn't <laughs> yeah, know that's, that's, going on. that's what I yeah. said to everyone too right? everyone's as like, soon as you Facebook. started seeing ads for things that you were interested in you weren't like huh yeah it's yeah. amazing how many yeah. people think that like their phone's just listening to them you right. know yeah. But really, it's no, just it's your data. No, it's shit you're searching yeah. Yeah. all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I saw I saw a video of a guy who was like, for 
for a week, I'm going to just say baby crib into my phone over and over again without any apps open or anything like that. I'm just going to say baby crib, which is not something I would ever need to buy right now because like I'm a young dude and I don't need a baby crib. Right. But I want to see if my phone's listening and if I start getting ads. And like he totally did not. Like uh, it's not no. a thing. But if you Google it yeah. once, then it might come up a few times. Yeah. Right? Totally. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Then that makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you yeah. were one of those people too? Like, no, I mean, not, I, not to the degree that I really gave a shit, but I was yeah. like, mm-hmm. that'd suck if it was. Like, yeah. that's, I was kind of passive about it. But, yeah. um, so yeah. you were doing data sciencey stuff when you met Kat. Right, 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 right. So I was at Republic of Pi. Yes. I was looking. <laughs> sponsored by Republic of Pi. Sponsored by Republic hey, of Pi. Hey, shout out to Republic of Pi. Fucking <laughs> 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 shout outs. The best pies in this here union. <laughs> um, I was applying for a job at Riot Games. They make, no way? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Oh, God. So they make League of Legends. Yes. Uh, really. Ah, yeah. 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 Do you yes. play that? I, I did. I was really into it in college. I fucking suck at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not great. I was Silver League, but like, I always felt like I was really good, uh, which is how everybody feels. Yes, exactly. Uh, I have a few friends that are balls deep in it, and it's like, they that's all they do. That and World of Warcraft. Damn. Yeah. They just do. Anyway, oh, continue. Yeah. So I was I was applying for a job there, and they'd they'd flown me out for an in person interview, and I got to go around the campus with an attendant because they are like very secretive, secretive Ooh, and on top of their IP that sounds and stuff. Fancy. And they have like they have a program called like Spot the Spy, where if you see someone in the office without a name badge, and you catch them. Sometimes it's like, you got me, you did the spot the spy, and now you get, like, candy. You know? Like, they have this program oh, it's like a, to, like, train people to look out for folks who don't have a name program. badge. Yeah, exactly. Weird. Yeah. That's crazy. I would yeah, imagine that crazy. Blizzard is like that, too. Probs, probably, yeah. That's good. And Blizzard's That's a, nearby. Blizzard's good nearby. idea, though, because some you ever think, like, as a person going into some place you're not supposed to be, you're like, as long as I look like I know what right, I'm doing, right. I can get away with it. But if yeah. they're really looking for you, no, you can't. And they are. They are really looking for you. It's crazy. And they also have <laughs> like a secret room that's like hidden behind a bookshelf and <gasps> has like a, a little brandy uh, side thing in that's it. That's awesome. Like, yeah. It's, it, Are you allowed to be talking about this? I don't give a fuck, dude. <laughs> like they didn't hire me and that's why I don't play ah, League of Legends fuck anymore. Them. Really? But yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. What happened was like I went in there and I was like, listen, I really like this game, but I'm not going to act like I'm crazy about it. You know, I don't want to like come off as a fanboy because that might yeah. be really grating to them. Yeah, exactly. And also like then if they're like, yeah, we'd like to hire you and I'm trying to negotiate a good salary, I don't want to make it seem like I would kill myself to work here, you know? Right. Um, and then after the interview, I got a call from them and they were like, it seemed like you knew what you're talking about. Like you could probably do this job, but it didn't seem like you were excited enough to get oh. to work for Riot. Uh. And it, oh, so it backfired on you. Yeah, it totally backfired. Dude, You're like, no, wait, I fucking love this. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. there is always a balance. That's kind of, um, I except then it was like, well, good, because I fucking hate you guys. <laughs> yeah. It flips real quick. That's yeah. what happened. Um, I worked for BuzzFeed uh-huh. for like two months. I just did, I was a receptionist because I worked for a temp agency and whatever. And the woman at the temp agency kept giving me like these jobs. And she was like, what do you want to be doing? And I was like, well, if I could work at BuzzFeed, that would be epic because then I could meet people and maybe transfer my reception job into something else. Mm-hmm. That was like kind of my goal when I first moved yeah, here. Yeah. I kept applying for graphic design jobs for them and stuff. I was like obsessed. BuzzFeed. Yeah. And then she gave me the job and I was like freaking out, but it was temporary. Mm-hmm. I knew it was going to end, but I was yeah. like, I'm going to, you know, find, meet as many people and nah, 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 nah. Yeah. But as soon as I got started working there, I was like, oh, 
this is not what you hoped it was. Yeah, it was just like not as exciting. I mean, Mm -hmm. my job was just opening a door every day, pretty much. And like people were nice and everything, but I was just like, oh, like it's I'm over it. So now I'm like not even a fan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Did you get to meet the Try Guys? I met one of them out in WeHo and I was very drunk. I kept calling Mm -hmm. him the wrong name. And uh, um, I met like uh, some of the people that were because what happens is you become a producer and then you just put yourself in every video and that's how those people are famous now because they were just like, Uh, well, I'm just going to make it and put myself in, which I guess is smart. But it's not like they were, I don't think they were like elected to be the face of stuff. They kind of just did it themselves. That company, honestly, like I know people that have gotten let go. I knew people that were interning there for way too long and they never got a job and Uh, yeah, they like, they grew too fast, had to let a lot of people go. It's very incestuous. It's just not a great business Format for yeah. a company. They're still doing well, I'm sure, but I'm just like, I'm fine. It's a lot of clickbait. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. a ton of clickbait. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it seems like maybe they just turned themselves into this like unstoppable engine that no one has the reins on. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. A little bit. Got out of there. So I was at Republic of Pi and <laughs> I was. Hey, shout out to Republic of Pi. Stop, Republic. Um, good segue. And I was talking about this interview and how I was going in and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Kat was sitting across from us at like a coffee table because they've got very like homey sorts of like furniture arrangements there, such that it's like you're in someone's living room. Got um, it. And she was sitting across from us on her laptop, and I was talking about Riot. Da, da, da. And then at some point, she's like, "Hey, I'm really sorry for eavesdropping, but like you're talking about Riot, right? Like that's that's so cool. Like I know some folks at Riot, and she used to date Bjergsen." If you know who that is, I don't. He's like, nope. He, he was a big player. Like, I, I don't know if he still is. He might be. Uh, he played for like TSM, which is one of the biggest nope. League of Legends teams in North America. I'm not familiar with all that stuff, dude. Oh I didn't my go God. that deep. Okay, I got deep. I got <laughs> oh, really shit. deep. Yeah, because yeah. it's like I would I would watch like the professionals play in tournaments and stuff like that, and it's it's fun. It's fun and it's funny. No, yeah, yeah. because uh, like you, you, so, <laughs> so I was gonna say I got super deep into. Uh, like I was back in like the heyday of like Counter Strike, if you know what Ooh, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was Isn't like that making a comeback. Counter Strike. Uh, things like Counter Strike or think yeah, not really. I don't know shit so about much, games. Don't over, let me. Overwatch is Overwatch as well. Like that, uh-huh. the whole mm-hmm. Overwatch thing is really blown yeah. up. You know. Anyway, continue. Sorry. <laughs> so Bjergsen played for TSM, and TSM was like one of the first really big North American teams, and people got really into them, and they got this like crazy ridiculous fan base. Um, that would always, like, show up to the games and just chant TSM, TSM, TSM. And everybody got crazy about TSM because they were, like, the best in North America for a while. Um, And after a while, like, the TSM fan base just got more and more ridiculous where they would show up to other people's games where TSM wasn't and even playing. TSM. And, like, yeah, things would be going well and they'd be like, yeah, TSM, TSM. And they're like, no. Like, no, we're Cloud9, stop it. Like... <laughs> Um, yeah, so there's funny stuff. And so she, she just started talking to us, um, and before I left, I was like, I'm trying to network. I'm moving here soon. I want to know everyone. And mm. I got her number, and we, we, after I got here, we went to Howlin' Ray's Chicken, mm. uh, which is a great spot for, I think, How long do you have Louisiana? to wait in line? Fucking hours, dude. Oh, <laughs> oh why would you there's do that? There's always a line Because I just Ray's. moved to LA. And you were like, I gotta I do all this shit. Yeah, exactly, that, yeah. No, you avoid that stuff like the fucking plague. Yeah. Yeah. Right, no, thank I, you. I waited two hours for Blue Jam Cafe one time before I moved out here. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, it sucks. That's like, uh, what's ridiculous is there are times to go to those places when it's not, like, Pink's Hot Dogs or whatever. Mm-hmm. I drive by there almost on a I, on a day-to-day basis. I not go by there, good. and nobody's in line. The only time people are in line are Friday and Saturday nights, and mm. it's, like, way down the street. But if you go during the day, it's mm. like, why? <laughs> those hot dogs probably aren't even that good. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I get it's, like, been here forever, but it's, like, there is other better shit. Yeah. You can look at it and be like, hey, that's Pink's Hot Dogs. Cool. Move it along. I mean, I've been to Howlin' Ray's, though, at, like, some pretty random times. Mm. It's, like, it's in this little shopping plaza in Chinatown, mm-hmm. um, and the line always extends, like, through the entire shopping center, um, and it takes four hours. <laughs> and I've been there at, like... 3 p.m. on a Tuesday afternoon, and, and the line still... is still there. Um, and I went, I went over there to get coffee. There's a really cool coffee spot called Endorphine um, right across the way from it. I was going there with a friend of mine, and there was no line. And I was like, "What? What is happening?" And I go up, and the place was closed. <laughs> yeah. It was closed for like was... renovation. Yeah, because don't they? They only have like <clears throat> x amount of chicken per day, right? Like they only do they? Cook. Oh, I, I think didn't that's know that. their thing. Okay, like I buy only... it. I buy it. Yeah, yeah. How was it? Was yeah, it was worth it the wait? So, oh, all right. Oh, there's a story. Did you get the there's one where you had to sign the waiver? I didn't have to sign a waiver. Okay. No, but they have like, I think six levels. They've got of country, hotness. Yeah, six levels of hotness. Oh, like because spicy. they're all about spicy, spicy chicken. Got it. I would spicy not like fried this chicken. place. Nope, it, sure what's it called? Be. Is it Louisiana fried chicken? Is that like the yeah? It's style? the style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The style is Louisiana hot uh, hot chicken, which is like becoming a big thing. Got it. Um, mm-hmm. They've got six levels, I think. Um, six. Okay, <laughs> they've got country, which is no spice. That's what I want. It's just bomb. Yeah. Right. Dip it in some ranch. It's bomb. Yeah. They've got. Uh, mild, which is a little bit of spice. They've got hot, very hot, extra hot, and then howling. Mm. Which is, you gotta sign a waiver. You yeah. have to sign a waiver to eat yeah. howling. I don't even know what's in it, dude. Because I was... Just I was, straight wasabi. <laughs> yeah, I was just like starting to get into like, you know what, I want to try to eat spicier food. Mostly because I, had, I was in a relationship while I lived in Portland before I came down here where my ex couldn't eat spicy food at all. Mm. So I was like, I'm going to start eating spicy food so that she won't eat my food. Um, <laughs> and so I was like starting to get into it. And I was like, you know what, I want to try like the level above the middle. Like there's six, I'll get number three from the top. Because like the middle is probably like what most people can take. What I got was very hot. Then there's extra hot and howling. Very hot is made with habaneros and ghost peppers. And a dude I was there with was like, I'm going to get the extra hot, which is made with Trinidad scorpions and Carolina Reapers. No, thank you. I don't even know what those are. I love spicy food, but that's like this. Yeah. So when it comes to like hotness and spice, there's like something called a Scoville level. Yeah. Right. And like Scoville. that, Scoville. And it, that, it, it measures the amount of capsaicin, which is what makes stuff spicy. Yeah. So, um, I think what like what like twenty thousand is around like where it gets like really crazy. I don't know. I okay. Don't know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Continue Any, though. Anyway. How how was that? It so it was tough. It was very <laughs> tough. And like this guy was gonna get the extra hot. And the dudes behind the counter were like, don't, like, don't do that. Like, you've never been here before. You don't want to do that. Like, yeah, tr- yeah, yeah. please trust us. And then we got the sandwiches. And this guy. Because at some point, it's like you can't even in- eat yeah, it yeah. or enjoy it. So For it's sure. like you're just throwing your money in the trash. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
And so he wound up going with the very hot, which is what I got as well, with mm. the habaneros and the ghost peppers. And it's like five years ago, everyone would have said like, oh, the spicy pepper in the world, that's a ghost pepper. Right. Then Trinidad Scorpion came on the scene and it's like, oh, it's spicier than the ghost pepper. Mm-hmm. And then this guy took uh, Trinidad Scorpions and crossbred them to get like the spiciest of the uh, Trinidad Scorpions, and that's what a Carolina Reaper is. So he was trying to get like the spicy pepper that nobody even knew about five years ago, plus the, that pepper's spicy baby that was like scientifically engineered to be even spicier. Um, but he went with the, the ghost pepper and habanero, as I did, and he was sweating and crying and talking a lot. And I was in as much pain, but taking like a different tack where like I couldn't speak. <laughs> I was I was eating it and I was like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna eat this whole sandwich and I'm gonna get through it but like I couldn't talk and it was delicious it was really good yeah. but next time I would probably go for a lower spiciness so it does taste good it's just it does painful yeah. I don't understand spicy yeah, I don't really understand painful. spicy and scary movies and apparently uh, those two things uh-huh. are like synonymous with people mm, so if you I like mean, spicy you also like at. scary movies and I don't like either of those things because I'm a Baby. When I was a kid, like I couldn't take scary movies. Like they freaked the fuck out. Like I watched the the ring at a friend's birthday party. Oh, I was dude, supposed that to be- burst like two minutes right when that body's in the oh, closet. God. Haunts me to this day. <laughs> oh my god. So I went to Alex Batista's birthday party, and we were supposed to go see the James Bond movie. I think like Die Another Day, or There's Always a Tomorrow, or I don't give a fuck. Um, and There's we get there. It's James Bond. I don't give a fuck. That's the, that's yeah, the best one. James Bond. I D G A F. Um, <laughs> and we 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 got there, and it was sold out. Mm. And we were there with his dad, not his mom. I'm sure this wouldn't have happened with his mom. Mm-hmm. But all the kids were like, "Oh, well, let's go see the Ring instead. That's playing." And I was like. Oh, God. You're like, don't say anything. You right, don't want to exactly. be not it's cool. Like, please, no, please, no. And, like, the dad can see that I'm not into it. And he's, like, just trying to salvage the day. He's like, fuck, what am I going to do? We can't see James Bond. And, well, like, you also can't see two different movies with a bunch of kids. Yeah, yeah, you all have yeah. to be in the same right, group. Exactly, exactly. So he's looking at you like, suck it up, bitch. Yeah, he's <laughs> looking at me and he's like, hey. No, he, he wasn't like, suck it up, bitch. Oh, okay. But it had the same effect. He's like, hey, I understand that you're scared to watch this movie. And you don't have to. But it would be really cool if you did. <laughs> like, it would be great. I mean, we could all just go home. <laughs> Don't run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so we went and watched the fucking ring. And I had to my, I had to have my parents pick me up because I couldn't stay the night because I was terrified. Oh, no. And then, like, every week on the week, I was sure I was going to die because I was like, it's just a fluke that I didn't get killed last week. Like, <laughs> there's no way I'm not still going to die. Did you ever see the ring? No. Because oh. it's like every seven days yeah, it's you like, die or something. Right. If you, you watch, you that watch movie. a video, oh, and, and then, then seven, seven days, days later, you get a phone call. It's seven days, and then seven days later, you die. Chick crawls out of the TV, all and, yeah, wet yeah. and the, scary. the scariest I saw, um, Paranormal Activity, yes. the first one. Yes, because I it's worked, a good movie though. I worked at a movie theater, uh-huh. and we were playing it, uh-huh. and it was the midnight show or whatever. And because you work there, you get free tickets, and you can get as many as whoever's with you. Uh-huh. So for whatever reason, they let me get free tickets on the midnight show, sold out show, which oh, was man. rad. So because my boyfriend at the time was into scary movies, and then my two other girlfriends were also. So I was like, all right, guys, I'll like do you a solid and get you into this movie even though I'm not a, I uh, don't want to uh, see it right, but right. I want you guys to have a good time uh. so we went and it was like fine I was like you know had my hand over my eyes for most of it and mm-hmm. like just trying to 
bear through it. Yeah. But what happened was I went home. Okay, so first of all, me and my boyfriend, we drove separately because I was already at work, and then we met up after. Uh-huh. Then we went and hung out at my house afterwards just for I don't know why. But we drove separately. So I'm like in it's at night. I'm in my car. I'm freaking out. I'm just like, relax, relax, breathe, breathe. It's not real. It's not real. It's not real. <laughs> we get uh-huh. home. And this motherfucker, we were sitting in my living room, and there's a sliding glass door out into our porch, and my mom called down. She goes, hey, can you call out to our cat, get our cat inside? So I was like, okay, sure. So I go over to the the screen door, and I open up. I'm like, Violet or Dodger? I don't Uh remember which cat it was. I was like, and like it didn't come. And in that movie, there's a scene where he goes to the screen porch and is like, honey, what are you doing? And some freaky thing happens. So I'm at our screen porch door and he goes, what's that? And I was like, ah, just like freaked out and started crying immediately. And I was just like sobbing. And I was like, you fucker, you know, I don't do well. I'm like yelling into my head. I'm sorry. It's getting loud. It's getting really loud. I'll turn you the fuck down. (laughs) But I was just like, my fucking psyche is so fragile. Yeah. That's not okay. And I'm like, why? Why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's not but what cats, cats are like the enemy of someone who's just been frightened by a movie. 100%. What? Because like, 100%. No, like, if you watch a scary movie. No, and cats then, like, are my comfort. No, 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 no. Okay. Good for you. Congratulations. Listen to what like, he's about to say because I already know. Okay. If, if you've just seen a scary movie and you're up and you can't sleep. And you have a cat in your house. Oh, they're gonna make all sorts of freaky sounds That's to true. like put you on edge and make you want to die. Like, yeah, they'll they'll just be like sitting in the kitchen, like miles away from you, being like, <laughs> and you're like, I know it's a cat. I know it's a cat. And then they'll be moving around and be like, That's definitely the cat. One time I was I was a kid and like our our. Uh, we so I I was scared of the dark and we always had the hall light on and I would leave my door open um and the hall light went out and I was like fuck so there was like a week while my dad just had better things to do than change the light bulb <laughs> and he like put a, a little lamp like on the ground um and one night. I was like lying in bed and the lamps on the ground, which is great. You know, I've got light coming in, but that'll cast big shadows. Mm-hmm. And so the cats were just walking f- back and forth. And I was like, oh God, it's just the cats. And I was like, who's there? <laughs> like, who is it? <laughs> Name yourself. And like, and like, I was like, go away. Reveal I was yourself. like shouting. And, and then like, I was like, okay. It was definitely just the cats, like, stop worrying. But then my dad comes, and he's like, Danny, are you okay? And I started bawling. I was like, I'm so scared. (laughs) Uh, But Um, I I have a story about paranormal activity, too. Because, like, when it it came out, like, I heard a lot of hype about, like, this is the scariest movie ever, which I now realize is probably, like, the hype around every horror movie that comes out. But I was like... I buy it. This is the scariest horror movie ever. And you know what? I'm going to go see it. And when I see the scariest horror movie ever, no mm. one can give me shit again for not wanting to watch horror movies. Because I'll be like, Psh, I watch Paranormal Activity. I'm not, I'm not scared. I ain't no pussy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I went to see it with some friends of mine, I think on Halloween or something like Oy. that. And they were staying the night. And we, we went to this theater in downtown Santa Cruz, this hip place. Um, 
where like somebody is like the host for the evening and says like, Hey, you know, please enjoy the film. And for this, it was like a midnight screening. So it was a big to do. And they're like, uh, we've got a raffle for this Ouija board. After you watch the movie, you might not want it. Um, Yeah, exactly. And the guy, the guy uh, introducing the film was like, so you know what? This is a horror movie. Like any other horror movies, like it's not real. And it's also like a super specific scenario, Mm -hmm. you know, like in, in Friday the 13th, if you're, if you're not at a summer camp, don't worry about it. And this movie is the same. It's like, unless you're like a person who lives in a house that is and haunted. sleeps in a bed uh, mm-hmm. with or without another person, which the point is, like, this could fucking happen to anybody. If it were real, this could happen to anybody. Yeah. And that's what was so terrifying about it to me. Mm-hmm. It's like there was no explanation, like, no reason why it started happening to this chick. Like, a demon was just like, you know what? I'm into her. Like, let's 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 go at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and things got terrible. And it's like, yeah, you know, that's random and awful and seems like it could happen to anybody. So that's why. I was terrified. And then I felt like the sequels to Paranormal Activity. Which I did not see. Well, I felt like those were made by people who were like, that movie was too scary. Let's make movies that make it less scary. Oh, Because really? they did mm-hmm. like backstory and stuff. And like, this is why the demon was chasing her. And it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. thank God. My grandma wasn't a witch. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm fine. Oh, but um, because you, there was no rhyme or reason, that right, was why it was so right, scary. Right, exactly. That's what freaked yeah. me out. All that those movies sense. that had to do with any kind of like demon or possession like that, those were always mm-hmm. the scariest to me. And back to what you were saying about the cat thing, mm. was that like when I was like 18 to like 22, I had three different cats. Mm. They all got eaten by coyotes eventually. Oh, no. But. Around here, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> No, in from where I'm from, in like Temecula, California. Yeah, Temecula's around here. Like, how far is Temecula? It's like 65 miles, something like that. It's an hour drive. Okay. Okay. No, it's more like two hours. But I mean, it's like an hour, an hour forty-five. Yeah. 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 Um, But um, like, I had this cat, um, and she would like. And it's, for some fucking reason, anytime I had to just watch a scary movie or Uh something like that, like I wasn't necessarily like a scaredy cat, but movies freaked me out, and they would stick with me long after the Uh movie was Mm -hmm. over, right? <clears throat> so there was I had this cat and she would always like she would lay in bed with me yeah but like if somebody was like outside my room or like if I like my girlfriend was over or something like that she was in the bathroom like the cat was very curious she would like walk over to the to the bathroom inside my room and like start like looking around like seeing what's going on mm-hmm. I think I watched this movie called VHS have you no. ever heard of it no no so it's sort of like paranormal activity but it's like it's like a collection of like four short films basically and like in a horror format um it's it's hard to explain you would just have to see it okay. just know that it's that is technically like what people consider one of the scariest movies so i had just watched it with my ex and she left and i was laying in bed and i was going to sleep and i was kind of oh. like thinking about it oh, I and my fucking cat we were laying in bed my cat's laying in bed my cat like jumps up like this and like looks towards my bathroom and then I like uh, notice she does that, and I was faced this way. The bathroom's uh-huh. behind me, and I'm just like, "Oh my <laughs> god, dude!" And like I kind of just turn around and I look, and there's nothing there, obviously. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "All right." And then she goes, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Uh, and then who like, are you talking to? Yeah. And then she gets up, she gets up off the bed, jumps down, and goes like, and then it's like walks over to the thing, and I'm like, out of the corner of my eye, like looking and seeing if she's like gonna do anything, you know? Like she walks over to the bathroom and just kind of like is like looking around, and then like, dude. That was one of those times where I was just like fucking freaking out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was well, one of the few what, times. Cats that and dogs can see 
or see is it spirits spirits or energy uh-huh. or whatever yeah. i totally i totally buy that yeah by the too. way uh-huh. i'm totally on board with like energy yeah. being in a room or attaching itself to things that's yeah. what that's probably why they scare me so much is because, because i believe in it right, right, right. Yeah. yeah 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 um i mean also things that are terrifying just like sink their <laughs> images into my brain and mm-hmm. then I start seeing them behind me while I'm laying in bed. Yeah, like, I just showed you a picture of the it clown. You were like, no. Yeah. I just, the imagery, I have yeah. a very active imagination. Mm-hmm. It's not good. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, a car just surprised me. Yeah. Um, I was like, wait, you're trying to freak me out? No, I wasn't. Like that, that red Prius just really threw me off. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, so, like, I used to believe in stuff like that, and I really wanted to believe in it. Like, I read this book that was about, like, the parapsychology department at, like, Duke University, mm. where they would do studies on, like, people, like, trying to guess cards, stuff mm. like that, or, like, control the outcome of a roll of dice, mm-hmm. um, like, that sort of thing. Um, and I don't remember all the details from the book, but apparently um, they did some studies that were decently convincing um, about spirits and stuff about about psionic phenomena is what they called it and like at Duke their parapsychology department tried to be very legitimate and very official and one of them like experimented with drugs once just because they're like you know all these other uh, places are like saying maybe LSD will like help you unlock your psychic abilities so they're like let's check it out and then they did it and they were like no this is garbage Um, and so they tried to just stay with experiments that they thought were like well reasoned and supported and double blinded and whatnot Um, and they came up with some like, I think statistically significant results. Um, but most people still don't accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think now I also don't accept it because I, I read an argument that pointed out, like, in the universe, there are four forces that we have, like, theorized or, like, come up with rules for that explain like all physical phenomena that we know mm-hmm. gravity electromagnetic force the weak nuclear force and the strong nuclear force mm. and so for like a physical object to move or information to be conveyed it has to be done using particles or like communicated through these four forces that we understand and so if psychic abilities were a thing they would be able to be measured by one of those four things. Exactly. They would yeah. have to be measurable and they would have to be conveyed through those four um, forces. And so there's a really easy way, like if you can control and move things with your mind, like you ought to be able to just take a scale, like something that measures mass or force that's very sensitive down to like point zero 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 grams or like pounds or whatever and just stare at it and ping it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. put it in like a vacuum sealed room, something like that, and just have somebody ping it with their mind. So such that it fluctuates. And that would be that would be solid, evidence. like incontrovertible evidence. Yeah. But like nobody's done that because you can't. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so and so the studies that seem to point to psionic abilities have to sort of hide behind um, statistics. They have to hide behind random chance and probability such that like every so often, like a, a statistically significant study says that we are 95% confident 
that these results didn't happen by pure chance. Right. Which means that one in 20 times, a statistically significant result will happen just by chance. Yeah. And so you can't take that for what it is. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, were you talking just about strictly, like, being able to control things with your mind, or are you talking more about, like, consciousness? So, like, so, like, yeah, this is cool, things to talk about. Like, I, I... I like I find this stuff super fascinating. I do too. I do too. And I like knowing about like the different specific words. Like me, me too. There's clairvoyance, mm. which is where you know things that you haven't perceived with your ordinary senses. Mm. Like if you wrote something down on a piece of paper, mm, no, that would be different. Like say you've got five cards and you shuffle them around so that you don't know which is which, and then you put one on the table. If I were to be able to perceive what that card was without looking at it or anything, that would be clairvoyance because it's just knowing something that you haven't perceived with your senses. Then there's telepathy. And telepathy is where you can read someone's thoughts. So if you looked at the card and thought it at me and then I was able to know what it was, that could be telepathy. Mm. And then there's uh, telekinesis, which is where you move things with your mind. And I feel like there are some other like specific terms that I was really into before, but that I've forgotten now. Um, but consciousness is another interesting thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what a lot of people think that like, um, I mean, you're talking about like moving stuff around with your brain and stuff, mm-hmm. and that there was like those four different. What were you saying? There's uh, weak nuclear. Oh, yeah, energy. weak nuclear force, strong nuclear force, electromagnetic force, and gravity. Gravity. Yeah, but I feel like there's people. And you were saying, like, people don't believe in, like, spirituality stuff or, like, like spirits or demons or stuff like that because of those four things. Was that kind of what you were saying? Because if those things were able to have an impact on our world, like, they would have to do it through those forces and we would be able to measure it and see it. Okay. Let's just move on. No, because no. <laughs> I still want to talk about this. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, okay. like... Consciousness is another thing. And like when I, so where does consciousness fit into those things though? That's, that's what the question I was trying to think of. Right. So like you got to ask what consciousness is. That's what I'm saying. And what I think of consciousness as being is like my subjective experience of the world, like my thoughts and my perceptions and what goes on inside of my brain that makes me who I am. Like, that is my consciousness. Mm. And it's questionable whether, like, that is an entity in and of itself. That's what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Because, like, you live in the neurons in your brain. Like, there are all these, like, incredibly complex, like, series of synapses that allow your brain to do what it does. Some of it happens involuntarily. Some of it happens below the conscious level. And then some of it happens on the conscious level. And so your consciousness happens... I think mostly in the prefrontal cortex of your brain where like you are able to form thoughts and make abstractions and come up with plans and like feel empathy and whatnot. Um, And like, that's just chemicals Mm -hmm. moving around and electrical impulses being passed from one neuron to another. And so it's, I think questionable whether like your consciousness exists apart from the physical reality of your brain. Mm. But when I was really into like parapsychology and like paranormal stuff, like I liked to think, you know, are you guys familiar with like the idea of the deterministic universe? No. Maybe. It sounds vaguely familiar. It's like 
if the universe follows a set of principles, like there are laws of physics that define what can and can't happen. It's like a predictable Right, exactly. Outcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you had a big enough computer or like the right algorithm and you had like a single moment in time with all of the like placement and momentum of objects in space. You could predict you could the pre- rest of... Exactly, yeah. right, right, right. So if that were true of the universe... Could it also be true of, like, the state of your consciousness? Mm. And if you knew all of the rules of consciousness and you could, like, take a snapshot of somebody's consciousness, could you not then, like, determine what would come from it and how it would extend off into the future? And if you could do that, could you do that after the point of death? Could you say, like, this model is playing itself out and then death happens and how would it play itself out? After, after. That, right? Ooh, I never thought about that. And that's that's why I felt like really confident of like an afterlife or survival past death mm-hmm. because I was like, if that equation does exist, then like <clears throat> it's it's out there, you know, it's in the universe, and like maybe it's maybe it's in a in a separate universe. If there yeah. are multiple universes, like maybe like there's a consciousness verse, and like that's where all of our brains live, and like mm-hmm. after we die, like they're still there doing their thing, and who knows where they go or how they think when they're separated from the senses. But like, I was like that, that's cool. Like maybe my ideas will continue to exist past my physical yeah. form. Are you religious at all? No, I didn't think so. Yeah. <laughs> me, me neither. But I, I find it fascinating that like some people that are like just really like atheists just mm-hmm. think that like when you're dead, that's it. Yeah. Is that kind of what you think? I mean, doesn't sound like it. It doesn't, but you never know. I mean, I, that kind of is what I think, though, <clears throat> now, because... Like, after your brain's done, it's done. Yeah. yeah. I think that your brain and your, like, soul, spirit, whatever um, energy source from the universe is different. So I think that your... Uh, our, I always think of it as, like, your soul mm-hmm. is not attached. <clears throat> it happens to be attached right now to my right. physical body, but it is not... It's... What is it? Energy it's- cannot be... If you don't... It's connecting to my goddamn computer. Turn it off. It, it can't be <laughs> it can, created Energy or cannot be created okay. or destroyed, so it just gets recycled mm-hmm. in some other way. So I kind of just think that the universe is a, you know, it's a balancing mm-hmm. uh, a mechanism or whatever, so it always keeps harmony within itself so that anything that goes away will come back in some other mm-hmm. form. Not so much like... Um, you'll come back as another living thing, but you will. I yeah. think your energy, your body, your whatever your energy source right. mm-hmm. will be used in some other thing again. I mean, so I feel like I totally do believe in that, but only like metaphorically, yeah, or like as an analogy for what actually does happen, which is like, yeah, everything that I am right now will go into something else in the universe, like my body will decay, and like the molecules that make me up will become something else. Mm. Um, But like, I, I, I believe in it as a cool like metaphor for explaining what else happens, and my ideas as well. Like if I say things that resonate with folks and like stick around, like they may never be attributed to me again in the future, but it may have influenced somebody or like something that I did like will will change somebody else's like the course of their day and whatnot, and like that can carry on into the future. And like I believe that in that as like a potent metaphor, and like that does help give me some like solace for the survival question because it's like you know maybe my experience will end, but like the impact of my existing here could go on and certainly at least my physical form will like be redist 
first throughout the earth. Um, as long as I don't bury myself in a big lead box, um, which I'm, just fuck which I'm you. thinking about. Um, <laughs> You're thinking about? No, I'm not. Just to like preserve yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, the reason I asked though is because like I'm, I wouldn't consider myself religious anymore, uh-huh. but I was raised Christian, mm-hmm. and so like I went to church every now and then, and I prayed, mm-hmm. you know, to Jesus Christ and blah blah blah, and I did all that stuff, and like I can't say that I really do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the thing about consciousness or just like what happens like after you die, like there's just certain, certain things that like I myself have experienced that like either it's the biggest coincidence ever or there's sure, something yeah, yeah. else going there on. There are no coincidences. Okay. So for an example, yes. um, two years ago, my brother passed away mm-hmm. and when that happened, it obviously it sucked and it, it was, it was many emotions and all this, all this stuff. Right. But um, you know, we find we, my mom and like my family and I like found ourselves like asking a lot of questions, like why, what, you know, what happens, you know? And at, when that happened, I really, really, really like got into like thinking about like what happens after you die, like mm-hmm. what, what the fuck is going on basically. Yeah. Right. Um, and there was just something weird that had happened like two or three days after he passed away. Um, he died of a heroin overdose and mm. my, one of my mom's like distant friends that I hadn't seen in a long time, like had come over and she was like, she was like, you know, on my way over here, I, I found one of my son who was my friend, my friend, Brandon is her son. That's how they like are. That's how like we know them and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, she was, she said like, Oh, we were driving over and like, I just found the CD in a box since they were moving or something. And she Mm -hmm. put in the CD and she's like, the song just reminded me of, your brother and it was like this song that was like kind of just about like loss and like not being able to find your way because you're like on drugs and shit right and like she showed it to me and she's like i just put it in that was the first song and i thought like oh okay well whatever mm-hmm. that was kind of a coincidence it was coincidentally it was like a three doors down song i don't know if you're familiar with that band mm-hmm. um heard of them and then yeah <laughs> so yeah it was a three doors down song and i was just like she was showing it to me and i was listening to it and i'm like okay yeah and that's that's weird yeah it's crazy then i go inside and um I go back inside my house and my mom like was like cleaning out some boxes or something. And she found that CD that had that same song on it. And I was just like, I was like, wait a minute, Debbie just showed me like that song. Like mm-hmm. I was like, where'd you find this? She's like, I don't know. I was just going there like some boxes. Mm-hmm. And I, th- there was just like, like some weird energy to that, that I was yeah. just like, what the fuck? Like, like, is that a giant coincidence that like this person out there? No, you're saying no. I'm saying it's not a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm saying okay. that something significant is going on because my mom had something similar happen. Her sister died um, years ago uh, when I was like five or something. And she, for some reason, uh, she, you know, there's little things that remind you of people, whether it's a mm-hmm. song or yeah. a smell or whatever it is. Um, whatever it was, my mom uh, was thinking this one day. This was years ago. She was telling me, she was like, I was just thinking about my sister. Just like in, you know, passing, like, oh, I miss her, like kind of a fleeting thought. Mm -hmm. And then she later went into our dining room, which we never go into. There's like a dining room table and there is a china set. And in the china set, there is this set of lights that uh, all you do is you like tap on the metal and they turn on. So my mom said that she thought about her sister and then later she walked through the dining room and those lights were on. Yeah, she and like she that hadn't been in that too. room all yeah. day, and mm-hmm. she just she just saw it, and she was like, "Oh, like the, she kind of read it as her sister saying hi, you know, like yeah. realize, like noticing that she had had a thought about her, and kind of like reaffirming, yeah, 
I don't know what, but it, it definitely yeah. felt it's, like it meant something. It yeah, wasn't like the weird. lights were on for no reason because yeah. that doesn't really happen. No, no. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, shit I, like yeah. shit like that's happened to me. Like other stuff's happened too. I can't think of anything specifically, but yeah. but like just stuff like that. So like it like before my brother had passed away, if you would ask me like what happens after you die, I'd have been like nothing. Mm-hmm. But and not just because like I. Th- I like want to see him again one day or anything. It's not like that, but like really, like I feel like there's like something greater going on, and that's why I brought up consciousness because it's like yeah. I feel like that, in some way, is what goes on after you die. Yeah, you know, right. like what you were saying, like your consciousness just goes to like the conscious verse or something. <laughs> like that. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. In a very like maybe there's a new universe where there aren't any physical things. Yeah. It's all mind shit. I don't know. Right. I mean, like yeah, yeah. I mean, so like. I think that I still feel like I still feel like things like that are coincidences. Yeah. But it totally can be. Right. And and the thing is like I feel like even believing in like a strictly scientific sense that everything that happens just happens because it does um doesn't preclude like all of the meaning and significance that you can draw from believing in all of that stuff. Oh yeah. You know, because like when I, when I hear about people who are Christian and like people tell them about the big bang and like our scientific theories surrounding it and they say, well, that's all ridiculous because I know that my God created the earth in seven days. That's so dumb. It it really pisses me off because it's like the fact that the big bang is the most likely explanation for how we're here. Um, is like scientifically agreed upon doesn't change the fact like that that could have been caused by God, mm. you know, mm-hmm. like, and I don't, I don't have an authoritative answer on that because it's impossible to have an authoritative answer on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But like the universe coming out of a big bang doesn't preclude the existence of a God. Yeah. Because if God existed, it would have to be some sort of like extra dimensional thing that is capable of influencing everything within our universe. Um, so having that be outside of our strict physical understanding of the universe doesn't seem like a conflict of logic to me. Mm. And so I think that like, there are so many like miraculous and significant and meaningful coincidences in this world. And like the fact that she had that CD and you found that CD, like, could totally just have been happenstance, but like the fact that it had such an impact on you is a testament to like what your brother meant. And mm-hmm. like, oh, so maybe just right. if that had happened without your brother, be, exactly. it, right. you right. would have been, you would have ignored too, it yeah. altogether. What, whether or not there is like a literal spirit of your brother like influencing the world doesn't matter because mm-hmm. that's sort of like how I think about it as like a metaphor. Because like, if you imagine. A, a literal spirit of your brother, like mm-hmm. having caused that, it would have the same impact on you as if it just happened by happenstance. And like having it as a metaphor for like what did happen in the yeah. universe, I feel like is better. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and I think that, um, so like something I was just thinking about as you're saying that is like we have the capacity for empathy in our brains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like some people have like a really strong capacity for empathy where like I was listening to a story on NPR and there was this chick who's like really good at listening and <laughs> um, they put her in an MRI machine <gasps> and they they played a recording of a story that someone told for her and they looked at her brain and they 
also looked at the brain of the person who told the story as they were telling it, and they're, all the same things were lighting up in their brain. So, like, every time you have an experience with someone where, like, you're really connecting with them and, like, feeling and thinking about the same you're things. On the same, like, wavelength. Exactly. Like, I'm sure you had experiences like that with your brother where, like, his his brain was lighting up in such a way and your brain was lighting up in a way to match it such that, like, almost literally... Like you were your brother is in you, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, his experiences and his consciousness is a part of your experience and your consciousness. And mm-hmm. like, even though he's physically not around anymore, like he, he, like chemically and physically is like in your mind and yeah, like is yeah. still there. You yeah. know, absolutely, I totally agree. Um, but that's there was another thing too. Is like, how do you like? Have you ever been like thinking about somebody? You haven't talked to in a while. And or then like, they text you. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, probably. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like anecdotal stuff like that, to me, is like confirmation bias. Where it's like... It is. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's it something is. that reinforces, like, the way you like to think about the world happens. And it's like, oh, that wow. Is. So, so how about that? And then there are all the someone... times... Right. I mean, like, you think about people so many times. Like, I, I think about my friend Andrew often. And, like, sometimes if I think about Andrew and he calls me, like, that'd be really neat. But I but probably think about him, think like, about him and he doesn't 100 call. times more than he does. Yeah, right? Right, right, right. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I like to believe in the uh, coincidences that mean stuff because it, it, it makes it, I mean, makes it me, more fun, <laughs> not more fun. It sometimes it makes it a little bit easier. Like I was just thinking today that, um, karma, if you believe in it or not, but I sometimes think like, I believe in energy exchanges. So mm-hmm. like, for example, the other day, um, I gave $7 to somebody who, um, bought food for somebody and I was basically paying her back saying thank you. But then I also gave $7 to somebody ungratefully who was being an asshole and I threw it at her and I was like, fuck off. So basically those two things, I was giving money graciously. That's Mm. good energy. I gave it in a negative way. That's bad energy. Mm. And the way that energy exchanges work because I gave it good, that money is going to be be exchanged again in a positive way. Whereas Mm. the other one will come back and be a negative thing. So I sort of was thinking like every time we do like a good deed or something in a positive way and we get something nice in return, that's like the universe's way of like saying, good job, do that more. Mm -hmm. But then there is the opposite where if you scam somebody Mm -hmm. or if you're a shitty person and karma comes and bites you, that's the universe going bad. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. But people don't really listen to that kind of stuff. And I'm very tuned in and I, I, um, am aware of that, but I think it's Mm -hmm. interesting that people go through life doing bad things and getting bad stuff. And it's kind of going back and forth. And the whole time the universe is like, Hey, I'm punishing you. Like, stop doing that. Like, it's just like a parent that's like, why are you listening to me? I'm telling, cause every time you do something bad, you get something bad and they don't like make that connection that it's just like a vicious circle. I don't know. I had that weird thought today. I mean, like I kind of, I personally don't like to believe in karma. Yeah, I mean, not ex- I mean like again I think it's like a really good metaphor because I think like if somebody does something nice to me and it like puts a smile on my face like there's one time when I was walking through the cafeteria of my college and like someone just said hey to me and I was like oh I didn't think that person was someone who would say hey to me and I just like was smiling as I walked off and someone was like what are you smiling about? You know, it's like I am carrying a positive energy and like 
their influence on me then made me happier and would probably make me predisposed to be nicer to the people around me and like sort of carry off in like a wave of good vibes. Um, But like as far as like a strict supernatural sense of karma where like the universe like punishes those who are bad and uh, rewards those who are good, like I don't think that mm-hmm. that is true no, because shitty people get, yeah you know because shitty people Harvey get Weinstein. good stuff and well, really good people get shitty finally. stuff well, you got finally yeah sure but like after a long time yeah. i mean i just think that you know because i i worry that that sort of mindset enables people to say oh i see a homeless person on the side of the road I'm going to think about the decisions that they made to get themselves there, you know? And like, I, I went to a Catholic high school. I didn't, I wasn't raised religious, but like they got me at like a pivotal time. Yeah. Um, (laughs) they got me. And so like, I like am still deeply affected by like the idea of original sin and stuff. Mm. Um, and like they really influenced my view of the world, despite me not taking like a directly religious take on it. What is original sin? Like, Original in terms sin? of like, like in Catholic. terms of Catholic dogma, it's it's the fall from Eden. It is where we were in a state of paradise and in like a perfect relationship with God, and we didn't know about good and evil. And then Adam and Eve ate from the fruit of oh, okay. of knowledge, and then we <clears throat> fell. And because of that, all humanity is imbued with like a core of sinfulness. And Uh, everyone is born with just a little bit bad about them. mm. And then, like, after I was done with high school, I was like, why don't we call that what it is and call it puberty? You know? (laughs) It's like, (laughs) that's original sin. Like, everyone starts feeling shitty about themselves. Well, it's like, like, yeah, you're in this pure form, and then that happens, and now you're thinking a lot differently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so like I at, at this Catholic school, like I had to volunteer and like work with people with developmental disabilities and work with homeless and stuff like that. And they had this philosophy of like, hey, this is a private school and your parents are spending money for you to be here and we're trying to instill good values in you. But like our ask from you is that you don't take this good education and just go be selfish about it. Like be men for others. It was an all boys school. Um and, like, give back and do things for those who have less than you. <laughs> and then after I graduated from high school, I went and worked at Cutco, Vector oh, Marketing. Yeah. I sold knives. Yeah. And that's a very, like, I mean. Pyramid? Door to door. Yeah, it's like a pyramid scheme. Yeah. It's not exactly to door to door because you're, like, calling up your friend's parents and selling to them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's all about self-improvement. It's all about, like, making yourself the best you that you can be. And it gets... It gets twisted and it gets like very uh, selfish. Mm. And I went to lectures where they were like talking about like, hey, you know, if you've got friends in your life who aren't supporting your career at Vector Marketing, like you got to think about are they wanting you to be the best you that you can be? And like if you when I see a homeless person, they're asking me for money. You know, I know that I made these decisions to make myself the perfect image of man. And I'm now an ubermensch. Um and they must have made decisions as well. And I think that they probably made bad decisions, so I'm not going to give them my 20 bucks. And it that fucked with me, man. Oh. I was like, God, I was, I was getting... I don't agree with that. For sure, for sure. I agree with, in general, posi- like, good vibes are good. Like, yeah. here's an example. Um, I don't know why this pops into my head all the time, but I watched Chopped which is a cooking show. Mm. And it's like a competition between four people to make the best meal out Uh of random things. So for whatever reason, they had a family 
competing. So it was like a mom, dad, brother, and sister. And they were all competing. And halfway through the one of the competitions, the son went to the mom and was like, can I use your whatever it was, like part of your stove? I need mm-hmm. to use it. And the mom didn't want to, uh-huh. but she let him anyway. Uh-huh. And she lost. Because I'm thinking, okay, her, her, and this is also like what you want out of life and doing best things for right. you. Like if you were a giving person and you want everybody to take all your stuff and help and blah, blah, blah. If she was gracious about it, uh-huh. which is no fault to her because, uh-huh. you know, she wants to win. But if she had been like, oh, I would love it if you, I wouldn't mind at all. Please, please feel free. But uh-huh. because she was like, I really don't want to say yes, but I'm going to say yes to be nice. It's not the same positivity uh-huh. because you didn't want it initially. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if, if you have, I don't know, if, if you're giving um, selflessly, then that's all good. But if you're giving but you don't f- really believe in it, that's uh-huh. different. I don't know, man, because I think that I'm like on the complete other side of the spectrum on that as well because I feel like what goes on in somebody's mind, like, yo, that's their business. Like if someone is a philanthropist and like helps lots of people – and and like improves the world in a significant way and they're just doing it because they like want to impress somebody like i don't give a fuck like if that if that's your intention like Go i don't care it. that's fine you mm-hmm. know like um y- what happens in your mind if it stays in your mind like you do you you know, like if you think, God, I, I hate every fucking person around me and you still smile at them and like shake their hands and like do good things for them. Like, I, I don't care. You know, yeah. maybe the universe does. I'm just thinking like it would manifest in like some sort of weird way. Yeah, that's the right person. Right. Probably. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I, it's, it's hard to think one way and not be that way. Yeah, but, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like your right. thoughts do dictate for sure. a lot of what happens because yeah. if you like I'm just like for where I am right now, I don't think I would have gotten in this podcast room mm-hmm. meeting you guys doing what I am doing unless my thoughts had made me get here because I was like, no, I'm it's like oh, I'm going to make it, it's it's I'm going to make a podcast versus I wish I could make a podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, like right. just just saying I'm doing something makes it easier to do. And yeah. so I don't know. I just but do you ever do you ever get like imposter syndrome? Like, do you ever think like, oh, these people who like me don't realize what I'm really like? You know, like I'm in my head all the time. All the and time like, for me. Right, right. Yeah. Like if these people knew how I really was, they wouldn't like me. And no. the only reason why they like me is because I fooled them into thinking I'm a better person than I am. No, because I. So then I've, you're not neurotic, which is great. Well, I've done, <laughs> yeah, I've done right, a lot right. of self, uh, self-awareness work uh-huh. where I've looked at what my intentions are and who I am mm-hmm. because yeah, for a while you want to fit in. You want people to like right. you, right. even though you're not showing them who you really are. You're like, Oh, this is this a version you like? Cause I'm just going to keep this mask on. Right. But I, I took time to really get down to the nitty gritty of who I am. And I, you know, I did, you kind of do experiments. You go, I said something that was something on my brain and they didn't, you know, crucify me. So I was like, okay, I can maybe do that more. And so I sort of would throw it out here Mm -hmm. and there. And, and honestly, up until now, like this last like half a year, I would go out to someplace that I felt uncomfortable and go, you, you're going to be yourself. You don't say anything that you don't mean. Don't, you know, laugh nervously or uncomfortably because you don't know what to say. Just be honest and be Mm -hmm. yourself. And I've like, 
it, just the world has opened up since yeah, I started you're gonna doing that. Yeah, and are going to continue to evolve because that's just what we do. Yeah. Like that's But I don't ever pe- feel like people are going to d- throw the mask off and find out I'm some other person because I'm I, that's my I'm trying mm-hmm. to be authentically everything that I am yeah. and it's working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to keep doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm neurotic, but not like, I feel like I'm not like putting up a front, like, like what you see is what you get with me, but also like, I have a lot of like internal thoughts in my head right. all the time. Yeah. You know I, I, mean? I almost have no internal thoughts. Yeah, we were just they all come that, straight so. to my mouth and <laughs> out into the world. Which is a good thing because you don't beat around the fucking bush like yeah. everyone else in the world does. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's refreshing sometimes. Yeah. Like the other day, I, yesterday, me and Matt were in line for my the UCB show or whatever, and this guy was walking down the street, and I have this weird obsession with checking people's flies because <laughs> I had a pair of pants when I worked at the movie theater. Oh, their zipper? Uh-huh. Their zipper. Sorry. They would always fall. It would always fall, so I was always self-conscious uh-huh. about it. And then ever since then, I like would just scan people and... Because, like, you know how people are always like, if I have a booger or something, let me know. But nobody ever fucking does. Uh So I'm like, no, I'm going to do that because people will appreciate it. So this guy was walking down the the Franklin just, like, in broad daylight, and his zipper was way down. (laughs) So I was just like, hey, just by the way, your fly's down. Hey, bro, your cock's out. (laughs) I was like, your fly's down. And and then he just moved away, and Matt was like, what the fuck? Who was that? And Uh, I was like, oh, just his fly. Just the guy who had his fly down. Just trying to help out. (laughs) You know, you don't want to find out hours later, oh, my God, I've been walking around with my fucking zipper. Zipper undone? Yeah. I'm just... So, I mean, I feel like I definitely beat around the bush. And I try Do to you? find a good balance. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, I I try to think, like, hey, is beating around the bush going to, like, be bad for people in this situation? And if it is, I try to, like, overcome it. Mm. But I think that often I don't trust my own thoughts and feelings. And if I get upset with someone, I figure, like, I'm probably, the reason why I'm upset is probably my fault. So if I go into attack Aww. mode, yeah, no, well, it's like, if I go into attack mode and I'm like, how dare you make me feel this way and they're completely right, then I just look like more of a jackass, yeah. you know? And so I want to I wanna make sure that I can control my feelings. Just like calling under- yourself on your own bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. I, I want to control my feelings, understand what's going on, and make sure that I'm not like acting out based on feelings that are stupid. Have nothing to do with yeah. the other person. Right, even. right. Yeah. Well, sometimes that's like my favorite way to deal with stuff because it's, it's very honest, but you still get the release of it. Mm, so you go, yeah. you haven't done anything. I'm just very angry. Uh-huh. I know it's not your fault. I'm sorry. I'm angry. Like yeah, you yeah, kind of yeah. just have to say, like my mom used to do this when we were younger. She would like get in a mood where, I don't know, she was like menopausing or whatever the fuck it was. She uh-huh. hadn't slept or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, and yeah. she'd be like, don't. And she'd always do it with a humorous twist. So she'd yeah, be like, I yeah. am in a mood. Right. Nobody crossed me. And if you yeah. did, she'd go, yeah, I told you I was in a mood. Like, <laughs> so you warn people and like, yeah. you just put it's, I just feel like open communication, like letting yeah. people know as much information just so you can avoid those, uh, you know, like mis- it's easier for a woman to be like that though, in a way. Well, it's a little irrational. So maybe. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, people like almost expect that from like women and stuff. But if it's like coming from me, like then people are going to be like, what, what the fuck's wrong with you? Well, if you wear it on your sleeve more often, yeah. people are going to be less taken aback when you do yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, I feel like maybe what I think you're saying is like an angry man 
is like exactly. perceived as like scarier or more dangerous than an angry woman. Yeah. Which I don't think is like good for either men or women, you know? Mm, like no. to say like an angry woman is just a woman is super fucked up. Yeah. And to say that an angry man is like terrifying relative to an angry woman is also not great for the men, you know? Yeah, yeah. but like you and I are both pretty tall guys. Like yeah. so like if we're bu- like if we're mad and about something figures, yeah. and we're like it shows on our face that we're pissed off about something and yeah. we're talking to someone who's more probably angry. shorter than us and just like looking up at us and it's yeah. like what the fuck, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So that's really what I was saying. I wasn't for saying sure. like women Women are that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, I get what you're no, saying. No, yeah, no, I agree. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying, like, be, uh, honesty is key in most situations. I think it helps. You know, I yeah. like if you. I don't know. Beating around totally. the bush, I just feel like doesn't ever. And I do come off. Some people don't appreciate it, which is fine. You yeah. don't have to. But I feel for me, it's the best way for me to communicate with other people. I I say what I mean, and I'm getting. It, none of it is ever yeah. meant to hurt anybody. I like mm-hmm. my friend John that I work with hates me, but he <laughs> loves me because he knows I'm taught. I'm I'm telling him facts. I'm like, yo, this is an issue that you keep complaining about, and I don't deal. I'm not good with mm-hmm. people just bitching. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna call you on your shit. Mm-hmm. Don't come to me with those problems. Yeah. I'm not that friend. Right, and I don't think I don't think that like the way I am about like trying to be so deeply sensitive about like how I might like make people feel is better because like I do appreciate it about myself that I can like um, control my emotions and stuff like that. But I think it fucks me up a lot. You know, I think that I get into situations where I will just get mad and Mm -hmm. like mad and like not acknowledge it. And, and And then it it blows up. It gets worse than it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like, (laughs) I was I was in a relationship for like four years and I was deliriously happy being with this woman, but I was also depressed out of my mind. Dude, me too. Yeah. Straight up. And when you couldn't recognize it or and I couldn't recognize it. Like I didn't even I mean I But why were you depressed? I did. I did recognize it because I because I wasn't following my dreams. Dude, you know? yeah. me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like yeah. it was like I, I I knew it on some level, but not on like a conscious level that I was willing to like confront. speak out loud and confront, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It was like, I know I'm so sad. Um, I'm just ignoring it. Exactly. <laughs> Do you still yeah. miss her? Um, not so bad anymore. No. I don't know. It's How been, long has it been? It's been almost a couple years now. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. So, so that was a while. Yeah. Well, it was, it was, it was. My girlfriend from college, okay. and we were we moved from college to Chicago together, and then we moved from Chicago to Portland together. And while we were living in Portland, we got engaged. Oh wow! Um, yeah, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, it's like almost the same thing that happened to me. No kidding, really. We didn't move around or anything, uh-huh. but like I met a girl in college. And, uh-huh. Um, she had a daughter, and then like we we were together for like almost five years, and it like got to the point where we we're about to get engaged. Uh huh. And then uh and then yeah like just. It was sort of like after my brother passed away and she, it was just, that was kind of like you why re-evaluated she, like we were about doing. to, we were about to break up before that happened and then that happened and then she mm-hmm. was just there, you know, she was there for me and my family and mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. and then like her family was there for my family and all that stuff and then like eventually it just imploded and like, dude, it, it's, it sucked. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm- I always knew in the back of my head, like. Like, I would always have this... Because con- I was always coming out here. I didn't live far away, so I was always coming out here. I would come out here every Monday to go to Kiltonia, the show. That we're actually mm. going to tonight, if you want to go. Anyway. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, got a writer's, writer's group, group, but I might be able to, like, oh, okay. check out the tail end, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Don't we'll know talk about it. But, no. Um, 
like I was always coming out here and every time I would come out here and then go back home and I would always be like, just fuck man. Like, what am I doing? Like, mm. like I love this girl to death and I, she had a daughter yeah. and I loved her daughter to death and I was like basically a stepdad mm. and I was, it was just, I was so torn because like I was really, really happy being in that world yeah. of like living like a very like, um, just homey life. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the same time, in the back of my head, it was always there, like, this isn't really what I want to be right. doing. Right, yeah. There's no. always that, like, what if. That's, yeah, that's, and you can't have both. That's so the same for me. And, I mean, like, my relationship didn't, like, implode. And, like, even after the end of it, I it was still a while where I was, like, that would have been the perfect life, you Dude, know? yeah, and it was like, the same. In, in college, she had this dream about her life that she was going to get married, she was going to have kids, and that was, like, the most important thing for Mm -hmm. her was to be a mom. And, like, while I was in college, I was like, well, I'm going to figure out, I don't know, man. (laughs) And, and, like, I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to, like... Explore. Right, explore. I wanted to be... I wanted to be known. I wanted to be in entertainment, you know? I wanted people to be like, ah, Danny Prakowski, that guy. Of course. Um... Even though no one would ever say, ah, oh, Danny Prakowski, that guy, I have to change my last name. Um, Do you have an idea? I feel idea like, it's, a, I feel like it's a catchy, catchy name. Danny Prakowski. Uh, it's pretty. Okay. I'll think about Danny not Pekaski. changing my last name. Yeah. But, anyways, like, sh- I, I just sort of like slowly bought more and more into her dream. Mm. And when we moved to Portland, we were both in sort of like a similar field. I was. Uh, working as a direct care provider with people who had developmental disabilities, which was something she had done for a while. And now she was working at a preschool, but she was planning on like going on to work at a school for like people with developmental disabilities. And like, we were going to be like making very little money, but doing something that we cared about and being together and getting married and having kids. And like, she had cousins who lived in Portland who had like little kids and we would babysit for them sometimes. Mm -hmm. And like, it it is a beautiful life. You know, and I still I'm like tingling right now thinking about it because it's like it's 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 an incredible ideal. Um, but at the same time, it was just so incontrovertibly against everything that, that I thought I would be and had hoped for for myself when I was younger. You know, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you get into that, like sort of like domesticated life in your 20s. I feel like it's almost detrimental to the rest of your life. Because like the twenty, your twenties, and even yeah. like a little bit yeah. in your thirties, it's kind a of lot. Like it's the a time growing you, time. It no, really yeah. is. Yeah. And I mean, like I'm twenty six right now, and I'll be hanging out with like a lot of my friends are close to thirty or like over thirty, and they'll be like, "Dude, you're twenty six. Like, how the hell were you like about to get married?" And yeah. like, I hear the same shit. If, yeah. if I were still with her, we would own a house right now, probably in Southeast Portland, and she would be pregnant. We would have gotten married last summer, and like we would be expecting a child. Yeah, dude. I actually, it's interesting that you both went through that because I, I think I got it from my mom. Uh, I grew up in a very uh, women empowered household, Mm -hmm. from my mom to her mom, and so on and so on. And my mom always told me, "Don't." Uh, she basically from like when I was in high school, she was like, when you, if you have a boyfriend and you're going to go to college, Mm -hmm. go to college. Yeah. Don't, don't go where he's going to go. Don't force a relationship that's not there. She was like, you don't even know it. And she knew me. I'm a flirt 
as a motherfucker. Like I like to, I'm, what? I'm, you? What? What? I'm, I make friends really easily. Like she knew that mm. as a kid, that's what I was like. So she was like, when you go to college, you're going to meet so many new people. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like, you don't, you're not even going to think about us rather than like some boy at home. Like who, what's he doing? And like, or he's at his college doing his adventurous yeah. growing thing. Right. So I actually, I did have a boyfriend senior year of high school. And when we got into the relationship, I, I put a little bookmark and was like, okay, as soon as I'm going to college, this is ending. And I yeah. just had that in the back of my head the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I never, I sort of predetermined uh-huh. I'm not going to get caught up right. in a domestic situation that I will have to get out of. Cause so, I kind of knew I never wanted to be there in the first I mean, place. Do you feel like you were then sort of like setting like limits on yourself and like creating boundaries and like s- emotionally separating yourself to a certain degree. Absolutely. Yeah. But it, it did. Okay. I Here's the thing. I went through a heartbreak. Um, the first, like my freshman year of high school, I was mm-hmm. with this guy. We were only together for a summer. Mm-hmm. It was three months, but it was like an intense three months. And he was everything I thought I wanted. He was like, before, wait, before you go on, can what? I make a guess? Was he like at least three years older than you? No, he was my age. Oh, okay. Right yeah. on. No, I, just feel I, never, like, I just feel like that's such a story, but anyways. No, no, no. Okay. My <laughs> best friend, she had a thing like that, yeah, but no, yeah. he was my age. He, he liked this. Like, okay. If I, at that age, I had like a checklist of like, if I could make the perfect guy, he'd be an Eagles fan. All our families, he would have younger siblings that I could like mother and he would uh, have this. He would uh-huh. be that. He, he checked all of those boxes. So uh-huh. I was like, this is perfect. I found the love of my life. Thank God we can go to football games together. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. We can cheer for the same team. Woo. And so, uh, after that summer, it was beautiful. We had the most fun ever. And then he broke up with me out of nowhere and it felt like the rug, you know, was pulled and I had an empty heart and was so confused. And it took me like a year to get over it to, because I never had any fucking closure. He just did it because his friends thought he should. And I was just like, what? I have nothing to grab onto. Uh But so since then, I was like, I never want to feel like this. This feels, I feel, I have no control over what I'm doing because I'm so concerned with what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I didn't have any control over my own emotions, which I, I did not like. So I was like, I'm not, I don't want to ever give anybody that much power over me. Yeah. For the rest of my life. So yeah, the next, that uh, next relationship i definitely put up a wall. I mean, it wasn't severe. Like I definitely let him in and like, Mm -hmm. but I tried to be as open about it as I could. I was like, just so you know, like we're having fun, but if I'm going, I'm going to college, he was going to community college. We're going to be doing two different things, you know, like it's going to end. Like that's just the reality of it. So I didn't get, uh, tied. I feel like after, after my relationship too, I just completely put up like a huge like wall, you know, just like, I don't want to let anybody in. Cause like, Nobody like, wants I remember, to get hurt like that. Like, I mean, I specifically remember, like, coming back from, like, Kill Tony one night and um, her asking me, like, so why are you ever going to, like, try to do stand-up? I'm like, I'm like, yeah, maybe, like, you know, one day. But, like, I was like, I remember specifically saying, like, I'd rather just be here with, like, you and Summer, like, her daughter, mm. you know? But, yeah. like, when I even when I said that, like, in the back of my head, I was Well, like, you were thinking, I'll do it, but we can't be together. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'll do it exactly. once we're not together. Like, yeah. But I meant both things, though. You yeah. Know? Like, I you... totally meant, like, I would rather be here than have that sort of life. But at the same time, I was like, I haven't even experienced that type of life. I ac- at least need to fucking try. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was just, like, one or the other sort of thing. And That's definitely something that pushes me. Uh, I don't know where it comes from, but... The unknown 
is so fascinating. Yeah, not same. not like unknown like darkness or whatever, but like the <laughs> unknown of like I'm very like Moana, like I showed you that song. When she looks at, out over the ocean, yeah, yeah. I wanna fucking start crying. That I'm was like, the look first... at look at all this stuff uh-huh. that I don't have an yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. Like that's why I'm so passionate about learning and I'm so curious. There's so much to do and just yeah. there's so much going on so that you, you're just like I've I can't. always loved Pixar movies, of course, Disney movies in general. But yeah. like that first day that we hung out, uh-huh. we I showed him like showed I the, showed yeah. him Moana song. I showed him um, Just Around the River Band, ben, oh, nice. Pocahontas. That song makes me fucking uh-huh. cry. Her, her passion for this Moana song, though, I like downloaded it and played it like every day for like a few times. I was just oh, like, dude. like her passion for that song, like that. opened my eyes to like I was like, oh my god, this has been right in front of me. Same this whole thing time. with Belle like, from Beauty and Beast. That first right. song she sings, I got a. I gotta say something about Go Moana. What? Because like, are you gonna down? Is this no, a downer? No, I really appreciate you saying that and like having such a deep connection with Moana. But I sort of I built a, an emotional wall between myself and Moana. Why? <laughs> because I really loved Frozen, and Ugh. I just I, I sort of felt betrayed that like everybody was so into Frozen, everybody was singing "Let It Let It Go" all oh, the time, and then, they and then Moana comes in, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, Moana's like the best in the world!" <laughs> like Frozen's garbage. Like forget forget Frozen. We're into Moana. It's like Moana's an excellent movie, but I liked Frozen a lot, and I, I liked Frozen better. And like I feel like. I feel like a lot of people had a deep connection with Let It Go, but I like got tingles all the time and would listen to it on repeat when mm. I listened to Let It Go. Mm. See that uh, for whatever reason, when it came into my life, I did not have. And I feel like I feel like that says a go. lot about yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, so that I says a lot about how who you are and who I am because like you have that deep connection to the Moana song and like you want to go out and explore the world and like see the unknown and everything like that. And me, it's like let go of all this like crazy neuroticism inside of your brain and like allow yourself to be. Like just a person. It's just a different yeah, exactly. phase, like, sort of. There yeah. is no original sin. There is no like <laughs> ultimate good and evil that you have to be worried about on a daily basis. Just like accept who you are, you know. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. Maybe long- you'll get to Moana in a couple years. <laughs> yeah, you'll graduate. <laughs> how, long, how long have you been in LA? Uh, I moved here in December of 2016. Oh, okay. So over yeah. a year and about some a year change? and a half. Yeah, year and a half. Nice. Yeah. Cool, cool. And you came out here to be an actor or writer or yeah. just anything in the creative Hollywood field. Yep. Sort of. Well, I, so I saw that short that you said you wrote and you acted in. Yeah. The uh, IT guy. Yeah. Which I love the idea of that. Okay, uh, let me let me plug it real quick. Um, my friend Lauren Leland um, makes a web series called Third Life Crisis 1 slash mm-hmm. 3 Crisis. I think you can find that on YouTube um, where she sort of establishes her character of like I'm this young woman trying to make it in the world and running into all of these struggles. And it's a little bit of like a Seinfeld thing where it's like, clearly she's not a role model, but she's a very relatable figure. Yeah. Um, her character anyways. Mm. And I, you know, at the beginning of this year, I was like, I want to start writing and being in things. I'm just going to write things for people's web series that I know and see if they will want to make it so that I don't have to like control the entire process. And like, I can sort of just like, do a small amount and then they will make it happen. Um, and so I did that with her and I wrote this sketch. Um, it was like, I don't remember what the title was, but it was like, she, uh, starts, she, she has trouble with her wifi. So she calls geek squad. I come out and she's like, Oh, this, this guy. Wow. And so she starts inventing a bunch of fake it problems to keep luring me back. And then the the last guy, we don't really do refrigerators, (laughs) but, uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a great sketch. Yeah, it was it was fun. I I really. I, I mean, really I had some notes. I always have notes. Sweet, but. I have notes as well. It's <laughs> it's, a, it's longer than I wanted it to be, but. That's probably how I wrote it anyways. Well, I mean, they're just some editing things, whatever. I, I'm just that. I like, I have a, a high bar for yeah, quality. for sure, for sure. And I'm just, I, I just like, if things can be as good as they can be, I want to get there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's not like, oh, you did it shitty. It's like, no, oh, there's something we could fix yeah, right here and yeah. make it just a little bit better. It's just like. I really little... appreciate that about you, by the way. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I like high quality stuff. So sorry. <laughs> um, I want to see all these notes. The last thing I have written down is brave as a noun, which is we the covered. We covered all of this except for brave as a noun. The only video yeah. on your YouTube channel oh, that shit, had yeah. no views oh. until I clicked on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I put that on YouTube uh, for like uh, a self tape audition kind of. And a they thing. didn't watch it. They what didn't. It? There it? were no views. What? What is it? Mm-hmm. Brave, brave? Brave as a noun is he, a song, a song by he the, wrote. And, no, I didn't write it. Oh, you did? No, no, no. Oh, I thought you did. I, okay. I sing a little bit. Usually not for anyone else's pleasure. Um, but, <laughs> you uh, have a nice voice. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, song is called Brave as a Noun. It's by the Andrew Jackson Jihad, or I think now they go by AJJ. Um, they're a band from Phoenix that does sort of like rockabilly punk stuff. Um, they're fun. They're, they're goofy. So brave as a noun, it's like. Oh, I thought you wrote that. Oh no, I didn't. I wish, dude. I, have you ever written? Have I ever written that song? kind of stuff? N- no. Like comical musical. Oh no, no, no. Oh okay. No, no, no. I haven't. I I, I was a creative writing major in college, and I wrote poetry mm. um, because that's all anybody in the creative writing department really wanted to hear from me. Like <laughs> I thought I was gonna write fiction, and they were like. No, you don't. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, and and all of so like at my college, uh, the creative writing department, you had to, to get into it. Like you had to submit, submit, and you had to be accepted into mm-hmm. it. Um, and you have to. De- you also had to declare your major by the end of your sophomore year. Um, and I didn't get into the creative writing department until after my sophomore year. So I didn't get to declare creative writing as my major. Um, I had to declare theater, but I also had to take a bunch of creative writing electives in order to like keep working towards that major that I knew that I wanted to have. And all of the electives were in poetry. And Mm -hmm. so those were the classes that I was able to take in creative writing, despite that not really being what I wanted to do in creative writing. But that's what I got proficient at (laughs) because I was doing it. Um, Yeah, I wrote some fun poems. What's about. your um? Yeah. What are you working on any writings right now, or anything that you have oh, done yeah. that you're super proud of? Yeah, well, I'm writing a short screenplay called Killer Next Door. Oh, um, are you the killer? I haven't decided yet. I, I I deliberately am leaving all of the pronouns gender neutral in the mm. script, and like the names of the characters are also sort of gender neutral. It's Sam and Val. Where I feel like, yeah, Sam could be Samuel, but it could also be Samantha, and Val mm-hmm. could be Valerie, but it could also be Val Kilmer. Mm. Um, <laughs> like I couldn't think of another uh, male Valkyrie. Val, but like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's about uh, this person who gets out of a long-term relationship. Whoa, feels a little autobiographical. Um, <laughs> moves to L.A. What? Hang on. What? Um, 
But they move into an apartment next door to someone who's a serial killer. And the serial killer has just kidnapped someone for a, a fun week of uh, torture. torture and murder. Um, as you do. As you do, as a serial killer. When uh, this new neighbor meets them and then falls in love with them and, like, becomes infatuated. And so it's... Wait, it's, the, the new neighbor the, falls in love with the serial killer? Yeah, the new, or neighbor, the other fa- way the new neighbor falls in love with the serial killer. Got it. And so it's this, I guess it's like a comedy of errors of, like, this person being really in love with this other person who wants nothing to do with them because they're trying to hide a, a, a body in their apartment. <laughs> um, and that's what I'm working on right now. I'm almost done. And then I don't know when I will like make it, make it, but that's what I'm really excited about writing right now. Cool. That sounds awesome. I'm stoked. Oh, I, like I will audition. If Sweet. You hold auditions. Yeah. I love being in things. Do you want to be a serial killer or do you want to be... I will do whatever. Okay. Uh, well, I, I'd like to read it and then maybe decide yeah, yeah, which yeah. one I think I could do. For sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. I like getting into projects. I can picture stuff. you as a serial killer. I would really actually love to play that role. Yeah. I, I kind of like the idea of being like somebody that doesn't look the like mastermind. Right. Yeah. Methodical. Because that's definitely, yeah, yeah. the character. Like yeah. The, yeah. Just like where they say things that seem normal, but you're like, what the? F- that's not right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I definitely want to be in it, too, because, like, I'm writing it for selfish purposes of, like, getting my face out there, hopefully, in something good. I'm trying to write it to be good. Um, uh, well, if you're working with me, it's going to be good. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Um, He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to make a commitment. I think that's that, fine. I, think I, don't, I, don't. I, I agree with you, and I think that that's true. What? Uh, <laughs> that if, if you were in it, it would be good. <laughs> yeah. Thumbs up to that. He's beating around the bush. He doesn't think he'll be good. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Just, I'm just kidding. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, we've done about an hour and 40. Hour wanna, and 40? Shit. Yeah, hour 40. You want to try to wrap this thing up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Thank you for uh, coming on to have a seat, Danny. Thank you, Thank you guys. Um, what, a, did, what a journey. Yeah, right? We yeah. talked about a lot of shit. Yeah. That uh, was a good one. So is there, you, plug one more time, your who, your Instagram, all of those things? Yeah. So um, I do have an Instagram. Uh, it's at Danny Prakaz. Uh, Danny, D-A-N-N-Y-P-R-I-K-A-Z. Uh, I think that that's also my Twitter and my Facebook. Um and then I've got my show, What Happened Last Night, The Who Done It Show. You can find it on Twitter, at Who Done It Show, on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Who Done It Show, Twitch, Twitch.tv slash Who Done It Show, or YouTube, YouTube.com slash Catrific Plays. Uh, <laughs> that was just like live. an outlier. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit of an outlier there. Yeah. Um, Someone but, else's channel there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right, but check that shit out. I mean, like, we're, yeah. we're happy to have, like, the 20,000 subscribers that the channel came with. For sure. So, uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, check it out. Check it out. Yeah. Um, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Have a Seat, which is available on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify, and other streaming networks that will be, I don't know, connected to our Instagram. Anywhere you get a podcast. Wherever quality podcasts are found. Yeah, exactly. all right. Thank you very much, Dan. Thank you. Uh,